Good Wednesday morning to you. Happy, happy hump day. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time for the Brewers Briefing. Glad to have you with us for the program today. You didn't have to be here, and here you are. Thank you for showing up. Appreciate that. You can get involved by giving us a call, or you can text us on the Windy Chevy text line. It's the same number. Text or call when number does it all. And that number is 918-756-3646. Take before a live studio audience, and here they are. Welcome back. Again, lock in the number. We want to hear from you. I, I just anything. It's great. Just, just to know that you're a part of the tribe today. Again, that number, 918-756-3646. Lock it in and, and, and show up, okay? All right. Well, this is where we talk about current events and news. What's happening today? We have a conversation with you, and we just kind of kick it around, and uh, that's what we do. It's, it's a pretty good time, I think. <laughs> Some other people think so, and that's, uh, that's, that's that. So we podcast it. We put it on the website. It's out there. It's called Brewer's Briefing. If you're looking in the podcast world, that's what, it, that's what you look for. It's really easy to find, uh, so that's cool. Let's take a look at the weather and see what it's doing out there. We have currently 74 degrees and some fog, 100% humidity. That's awesome. And it's going to be hot today. It's going to be 97. However, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to feel like 113 to 116. <laughs> uh, can we just stay inside today? That's, that's a heated, an excessive heat warning is in effect. Okay. So if you're out there in this stuff, be careful. I, it can't be serious. I mean, seriously, seriously, it can be serious. It, it can be deadly. So if you're having to work out in this mess, stay hydrated, take plenty of breaks, work in the shade, wear your big old hat if you can. Okay. You know, it's going to be brutal out there today. Okay. Brutal, brutal. Um, so 113, 116 on the heat index tonight. Going to be down to what? 77 degrees. And by the way, enjoy your 15 minutes of uh, sunshine today. <laughs> no rain. going to be the little window between, you know, this time. It's been raining so much, right? It's good, but no rain for the next couple of days. And we got some more rain in the forecast. We'll talk about that as we continue along 77 tonight. That's almost 80 degrees overnight. That's terrible. Tomorrow's going to be the same. I, th I thought this was not going to be the case. 97 tomorrow, heat index 111. <coughs> 75 overnight. Friday, a, a cold front, 94. Friday night, a 50% chance of rain coming back, 72. Saturday, going to be 91. And sunshine. That's And a nice north breeze on Saturday. And what is this? 88 on Sunday. That's good. Liking that deal. Monday, 92 and 96 on Tuesday. Let's see what the temperatures are around the state. We have no 60s. All in the 70s and 80s already. We got 80, even in a panhandle. We got 80 up at Hooker. Woo, she's hot today. 80 degrees at Hooker. 80 out in Hobart. All down to the south. 80, Ardmore, Bernieville, Ringling, Warica. 80, Granville. Tipton, 80. And mid to upper 70s all over the eastern part of the state. It's, uh, it's getting hot. It's going to be hot and muggity today. Good morning, David. Welcome to the program. Appreciate the text. Uh, you can also text in your good mornings on the Windy Chevy text line. That's also good. Or my personal telephone. Um, okay, he says to go look at the UN is trying to do on the climate change a uh, agenda. Okay, I'll have to look at that. Maybe... Uh, Maybe we'll we'll have time to dig that up today. I don't know what that is, but we'll uh, we'll check it out. We got lots to talk about today. There's so many things happening in the world of news today. 
I, I doubt we'll get to all of it by any stretch, but we've got some interesting stuff. And so here's one. We're going to start this morning with um, a little religion. <laughs> we don't talk that much religion on here, but uh, we're going to just for a skosh here this morning, because this is so funny to me. This is uh, this is coming out of the the high church of England, the Archbishop of York as a suggestion. <laughs> this is hilarious to me. He, uh, he, he's written an article, I guess, or something, and, and, he, and he's suggesting that the Lord's Prayer, you know the Lord's Prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You've heard of this prayer, like Jesus himself, right? <laughs> it's in the book. Jesus, the, the, the disciples are asking the Lord God of the universe, the Messiah, the Mashiach, how do we pray? Teach us to pray. Okay, pray like this, he says. Our Father. That's the first thing he says, right? Which art in heaven, or who art in heaven is probably what it is. Who arteth in heaveneth. Anyway, so the Our Father part is, is, uh, is a problem with the Archbishop of York. It's got a problem because it's, it's problematic due to the patriarchal connotations. Yes, it smacks of patriarchy. And we can't have that in the church. It's offensive to the ladies. I swear to God, he, he says in a controversial statement, the Archbishop of York has raised concerns about the opening words of the Lord's Prayer. I, I want to talk like this to the how thing, but I won't do it, claiming that it may be problematic due to their patriarchal connotations. Stephen Cottrell, in his address to the Gen General Synod of the Church of England, focused on the phrase, Our Father. Our Father. There's so much in that phrase, by the way, too. Uh, but anyway, he, he, he's, got, he's taken issue. It's been recited by Christians for, of course, a couple of millennia now. It's found in Matthew 6, verse 9, if you want to look it up, and also Luke 11. Contrail acknowledged that the word father could be distressing for those who have experienced destructive or abusive relationships with their earthly fathers. <laughs> well, that's kind of... That's kind of the point in a, in a, in a in a way. I think that one of the one of the keys is this is that God is a good father. And you might have had a bad father, maybe you had no father. You had a father, but you maybe you didn't know the father that you had. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't that great. And that's why when you juxtapose that with the father of heaven, he's a good father. It's like, "Oh, okay. All fathers aren't bad. We got a good father. That, that should be good. It's a good. It's, it's, he's a good father. Anyway, so he continues. It's, uh, it's a problem. He's, furthermore, he argued that the phrase reflects an oppressively patriarchal grip of life affecting all individuals. Although his comment was a brief aside during a speech emphasizing the importance of unity, it's expected to divide members of the Church of England known for its visible differences on matters of sexuality, identity, and equality. Uh, God, help us, Jesus. Uh, good morning, Pam. And welcome to the program. Good to see you. Have hope that the AC is working well at your new place. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. So... Responding to the uh, Archbishop's remarks, Canon Dr. Chris Sudgeon, chair of the conservative Anglican mainstream group, highlighted that Jesus himself urged people to pray our Father, according to the Bible. <laughs> it's pretty simple. We all know this. Anyway, 
Sudgen questioned whether the archbishop was suggesting that Jesus was wrong or lacked pastoral awareness, implying that some church leaders prioritize cultural cues over scriptural guidance. And right there is the problem. That's what's happening in the church today. They're taking cultural cues over scriptural guidance. That is spot on. You can, I couldn't have said it better myself if I'd have made it up. That's what's happening. That's why the church is, is anemic and weak in many cases, not all cases. There's some awesome churches out there that are phenomenal and, and, and expanding the kingdom and doing what they're supposed to do. But then you got a bunch of this kind of stuff, this mealy mouth, you know, ecclesiastical BS. I'm not sure that our father is what we need to say. We're going to go with general neutral pronouns and the, the prayers so we don't offend anybody. Earlier this year, the Church of England announced it was considering using gender neutral terms to refer to God rather than he. Following requests from priests, it established a commission on gendered language. We must see, get a group together recognizing that while scripture portrays God as neither male nor female, the diversity has not always been reflected in worship practices. There's also somebody else wanting to chime in this Reverend Christina Rees, Christina, a Reverend Christina problem there. A campaigner for female bishops supported cultural stance stating that it addressed an ongoing issue for Christians. Reese questioned the belief that God sees male human beings as more accurately bearing his image than women, firmly asserting that this notion is entirely baseless. <laughs> no, God never said men are better than women. No, never said that. There's just a place. Men have a place and a role, and women have a place and a role. And, and it's not that one's more important than the other. I mean, do we have to go there? Do we have to do an entire lesson on that? Probably should. Probably should. Anyway, this is uh, this is uh, this is to be decided. The Church of England is groping with this issue of the patriarchy, father being offensive to the ladies and whoever else, and not sure if Jesus got it right. Maybe Jesus needed he didn't have pastoral awareness. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is so funny. Oh my gosh, cultural cues. Over scriptural guidance. Oh my gosh. So it's, you see the, the state of things. And I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know too much about the Church of England, how many people go, or you know how big of a, a thing it is. But this, this is a pretty high up dude, I guess. Archbishop of York sounds very lofty. <laughs> I just thought that was a great way to start the show. Don't you think? That's just absolutely hilarious. I think so too. Good morning, Vicky. Welcome to the show. Let's see. We got a rise and shine meme. Howdy. Rise and shine. It's morning time. Hope you had a good night's rest. I slept good last night. Thank you. I really did. Thank you for texting again into the Wendy Chevy text line. You can also text in your good mornings and how you doing and whatever comments to the show. You know what you think and your thoughts. I, I will address them on the Wendy Chevy text line. 918-756-3646 is the number. All right. Okay, that's enough of the religion thing today. Let's see what else we have in the world. IS politics. Let's go there. <laughs> the both taboo topics we like to hit here on the program, religion and politics. 
And uh, here's this. So Tucker did an interview with, um, oh, what's that guy's name? He's a British dude. Russell Brand, that's who it is. He does an interview. And in the interview, he's talking about when he interviewed, Tucker interviewed, Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, the Capitol Police, U.S. Capitol Police Chief. He interviewed him when he was working for Fox. And well, let's just let's just see if uh, oh shoot, I don't have it. Uh, I don't have it hooked up. Do it. Wait, yeah, I can play this. I think. All right, I think I can. I think I can arrange this. Stand by one. If you'll be patient, I'll let you see what he had to say, or hear what he had to say. I guess. Here's old Tucker right here. Let's see if we can get this on here. And it's kind of interesting about all of the feds being in the. Uh, in the crowd. So he says here, if it's going to play. Guys, the media is Oh, my gosh. Okay, there's a 30-second commercial coming in ahead of that. Sorry about that. Oh, wait, skip it. Here we go. That here we U.S. Go. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was, it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund. In an interview that was never aired on Fox, by the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stevenson was the totally non-political, worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been... Anyway, that's, that's the interview. So he was like, I, I had no idea. And none of us did in the beginning, I don't think. Like, we didn't immediately see, I mean, some of you probably did. I, I don't know that I did, that this was a whole setup by the feds to bait in these Trump supporters, to get them, you know, to, to riot and then, then make them look like a bunch of, uh, what are they calling them? Uh, I can't even think of the word. Insurrectionist, I guess. And so, yeah, the Capitol Police submitted, yeah, there was tons of feds in the, in the crowd. And we know that some of them, like the Ray Epps guy, were appointing people, you know, to the, we're going to the Capitol, we're going, ah, yes. And it was all a big setup, evidently. So, anyway, I thought that was a little bit interesting, kind of a, a little bit newsy today. And he was fired before that got to air. And, of course, Fox never did air that because, well, Fox is in on the deal, too, unfortunately. And this is also happening in the world of politics. We have new legislation. GOP lawmakers unveil a new package of the most conservative election integrity bills. Now, see, this is, to me, important. And I would think that we would need to see more of this kind of stuff to fix the election problem, which we, <laughs> we have in our country, obviously. And the Republicans have gone to work on this. It's, the, um, it's called the American Confidence in Elections Act. And it's uh, over 50 election-related measures, including legislation to push states to adopt voter ID laws, prevent non-citizens from casting ballots, hello, and overhaul the voting in the district. Um, so it gives states uh, tools they need to ensure it's easy to vote and harder to cheat. Now, that ought to just be the way it is, right? It's easy to vote. But it's harder to cheat. We got to fix all that. And if there's ways that they're cheating, we got to fix it. And as you can imagine, the Democrats hate it. And it's disenfranchising people of color, all this stuff. 
the it's it's built on three pillars according to the the GOP guys, but protecting free speech, giving states access to tools and federal resources to shore up voter rolls, and ensuring that voter ID usage is a core principle in voting. And I don't know where you are on voter ID, but it just seems to be absolutely common sense that show me your ID, prove who you are. You're an American citizen. You have some ID that reflects this, and then you can vote. If you don't have an ID that shows, go get one. Find a way. You're not an idiot. You can do it. Go do it. Because this is what it takes to vote in this country. All right? Okay? That's all there is to it. We have rules. We have a protocol. We have a way. We're trying to protect our elections. Go get you some ID, and then come back and cast your ballot. Okay? It's not rocket scientist. Come on, people. This is, oh, no, but the Democrats, oh, calling foul, remaining, renaming the legislation the big lie bill. They can't even come up with a better name than that. Democrats say the bill would restrict voting by mail, probably should, increase campaign contribution limits, and impose extra burdens on election workers. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. They continue to. To say, what else did they say? They said it um, going to disenfranchise voters of color. I, I don't know why. Uh, they don't say why. They I, I don't know why they think people of color can't get a, an ID. And people of color are offended by this. I've seen some videos out there like, you know, somebody was interviewing people of color. It's like, is it, hey, do you have a, 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 an ID? Like, you show, well, yeah, of course. Like, duh. Like, what are you, why are you even asking? Well, the Democrats don't think you guys can get one. It's disenfranchising you from voting. The Democrats are the most racist people on the planet, I think. That's just me. No, no, not all Democrats, of course. There's those two that I like. <laughs> just kidding. It's a joke. There's a bunch of good Democrats out there. Tons of them. Great people. All right? So don't. Anyway, so there's there's the GOP is trying to fix some elections. Up, and that's great. They're going to give power back to the states and. And hopefully something will come of this, and it'll, we'll clean it up a little bit. God help us. It needs needs work. Yes, yes, absolutely. In other news, we have uh, <laughs> we have Joe. Joe is uh, over in Europe embarrassing us uh, on the world stage. Oh, my gosh. You know, you would think people would just know to get the man uh, in the basement. Put him in the basement. My gosh. He's an embarrassment everywhere he goes. And so he was over in Buckingham Palace. England's in the news today. He was in the in the palace and he was going to ex- inspect the, the Royal Guard, whatever it's called. And uh, he put his hand on the back of the king, King Charles. Yeah, do that. And he also walked in front of the king uh, for pretty much the entire inspection. Several paces in front of the king, and it's forbidden. And so this uh, Nigel Farage was uh, comparing the treatment Trump got whenever he momentarily stepped in front of the queen. They were gonna, he was doing the same thing, going to expect the guard, and they, they walk and they look at him, and they go, oh, nice hat. Anyway, and, and so the, the Trump stepped in front of the queen momentarily, stopped. He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm out of line. Check. And the queen got back by his side. And they walked together, and she was just a half a pace ahead. 
as it was proper. And he was pilloried by the press constantly, just, just barraged about how his, his incompetent, what a fool, what a buffoon. And yet Joe gets to walk in front of the king the whole way and they say nothing. Anyways, it's, that's, that's how the, the press is, the world press. I mean, it's, and people are coming around to seeing that the press is the enemy of the people. I, uh, I've got it somewhere in here. I don't know if I saved it. I'm going to look. I think, I think I did. I might not. Have. Yes, here it is. People are rising up to this. So here's, here's a Rasmussen poll. The media calls this a fringe conspiracy theory, but plurality of Americans agreed. Nonetheless, uh, 59% of Americans now agree that the media are truly the enemy of the people. That's six in 10 almost. And only 36% disagree. This uh, poll continued. 65% say the feds provoked the Capitol riot. I mean, if this poll is legit, then guess who's winning the argument out there? <laughs> we are. 65% believe the feds provoked the Capitol riot. 64% think the FBI is politically weaponized. 66% suspect cheating in 2024. And 42% of the people say the CIA was involved in killing JFK. So it looks like to me we're winning the argument on all, on all those fronts. And it's just common sense. Hell, anybody with any kind of eyeballs can see this kind of stuff, right? It's very obvious all these things are, are the case. And people need to wake up to that. And they are. And that's good. We like that. And there's Fayroy joining us this morning, sir. It's 819. When you text it, I hope you joined us at 804 when the program actually starts after the news. But we're glad to see you on this side of the dirt, my man. We're going to take a quick break. It is 826. We'll come back. Stay with us. It's our time on this uh, July 12th, Wednesday. It's hump day, man. Or the, uh, the, the, the weekend is just right over there. I can see it coming, and it's not going to be that far away. We're going to make it. You hang in there. Thanks for joining us here on the program. I was sitting there watching the Internet uh, people come in here and uh, <laughs> kind of checking that out. i got a good, good group of Internet people out there today, and somebody from Germany has been listening now for four hours, three hours and 57 minutes to be exact, it says right here. Oldest listener. Is from Germany. So good morning to the, whoever you are in Germany. Sprecher Sie Deutsch. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neunzehn. Wann hast du Geburtstag? Okay, that's all I know in German because I took that in high school. It was my favorite class. The only class I ever made straight A's in was German. Honest to God, it's the truth. I, I liked uh, the foreign languages. And uh, what was that teacher's name? Miss, uh, started with an A. Miss, uh, I can't remember now. Anyway. Anyway, nobody cares. What is happening in news? <laughs> Check out this headline. This is on Fox News. Listen, headline. New York man arrested in Las Vegas after attacking one-legged man, stripping, and dancing on a poker table. <laughs> Brian Danilichek, 35-year-old, wound up naked on top of a poker table in the casino where he allegedly flaunted his genitalia while gyrating According to the police. <laughs> okay, we, we, we got it. One of what's happening. A wild night in Las Vegas for this New York man. Picked a fight with a one-legged man. <laughs> really? I mean, dude, had to be wasted. 
before he allegedly stripped naked, interrupted a poker game, got up on the table, began gyrating and exposing himself. And uh, Brian has no memory of this whatsoever. Uh, nonetheless, even though he did not have any memory of this, he was charged with disorderly conduct, battery and five counts of indecent exposure. And he's been cooperating. He was, uh, and they, the cops were initially dispatched to the bird bar at the Flamingo hotel and casino, uh, the old classic around 11, 20 PM. This is early for Vegas. Uh, after reports of a fight with the one-legged man. I wonder if the guy took off his, you know, his prosthesis. Is it prosthesis? It's prosthetic. He took off his leg and started the fight. That became a one-legged man. Or if he just had one leg to start with and never had the other one. It doesn't say. But he attacked the one-legged man, had a fight, and then ran off northbound to the Link Hotel and Casino, the report states. Uh, and then he ran into and through the Harris hotel and casino. And that's where he found a poker table to climb on top of and flaunted his genitals for those who were playing poker. <laughs> well, before him being taken down, Brian, it didn't say Brian went to jail. He was charged and he was cooperative. Uh, <clears throat> Brian, the authorities say he was in an altered mental state but cooperative. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the kind of the uh, Captain Obvious statement of this whole article here. He's in a altered mental state, okay? Yeah, that goes without saying, okay? We kind of figured that out when he when he started this whole thing, when he picked the, the, the fight with the one-legged man, that was the beginning of the, the, the obvious. He's in an altered state of mind of some sort, and then... <laughs> And it just gets worse. Anyway, pretty funny stuff right there. Not funny for Brian or the one-legged man. And probably not funny for those people that are trying to have a decent poker game. <laughs> this, this guy gets up there. Uh, my my only memory of uh, anything, it wasn't even like that at all. I, but I was sitting at a poker table one time in, in, in Vegas, long, long time ago, many, many moons ago, sitting at a poker table. I, you know, I don't play the high-dollar tables because you know, I'm a radio guy. So I'm sitting at a probably five-dollar table. And blackjack, and uh, and here comes a lady, Jaja Gabor, sits down next to me and her entourage. And this was right after she had gotten in trouble for slapping a police officer. You guys remember that story way back in the day? And she she plops down and plays a little little poker. I don't remember too much else about it, and that's all I remember. So. Um, yeah. And I remember one other poker, poker story. Well, probably two. Cause you know, I don't have any memory of it either. <laughs> what happens in Vegas? Stays in Vegas. But I remember, uh, going out there and playing. I was again, five dollar table. And the guy next to me was betting like $15,000 a hand per hand. And I'm, 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 I'm putting five, 10 bucks out there. He's playing 15, 10, 15 grand. I, it was just shocking to me. The money, how it flows around. But I mean, you, you've been to Vegas, most of you. It's shocking. Like it, the money flows like water out there, just back and forth, and 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 mostly not back, mostly forth. <laughs> but anyway, that was. Uh, I never did see anybody gyrating on the table. All right, what else is happening in the news? We have this story here from the National Pulse. 
And uh, we got to get to the bottom of this. We'll have to talk to maybe some politicians about this. The story says, uh, the headline, illegal migrant facility is inhumane. Inhumane, they say. And, and so we want to know why. What, what, are, what are the conditions here that's causing this to be inhumane? This is in, uh, oh, good, another story. Another British story. Ah, I thought this was the United States. Now it's Britain. I can talk like this the rest of the program. A migrant detention center has been branded inhumane by Britain's independent monitoring board. A prison watchdog. Here's why. This is, this is unconscionable that this would be going on. This, they would treat humans like this. It lacks a hair salon. That's number one. Yes, I know. Shocking. Like, how can you have a prison? Well, it's not a prison. It's, it's, I'm sorry. A migrant facility for these illegal migrants without a hair salon. What are you people thinking? And on top of that, if that's not bad enough, there's no cultural kitchen. <laughs> it's just straight up ordinary food. Oh, my gosh. It gets worse. There's no high-speed Wi-Fi either. No, no high-speed Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. And to top it all off, there are no iPads to help illegal migrants make friends. So I don't know what we're going to do about this. We're going to get somebody, obviously not our politician. Maybe maybe Joe, while he's over there, can go take a look and, uh, and see what's going on. This is uh, this is preposterous. This is this, this can't go on. These illegal migrants are tired. They're disoriented and they're stressed. I mean, they've they've made a long journey on that bus, you know, and they they need to get their hair done. You ladies know it's once a week, no matter what. Come hell or high water, the hair will be done. <laughs> you know how you are. I know how you are, you people. Anyway, the 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 internet is unreliable. There's no cultural kitchen, and uh, this is this is just insane insanity. The center is run by a private firm on behalf of the government and costs a hundred thousand pounds per year for each illegal migrant in the residence. Let me back that up again: a hundred thousand pounds per year per illegal. <laughs> God, mercy! I want to go there. That sounds like a hell of a nice vacation spot, except they don't have the cultural kitchen, and I. Only stay at places that have cultural kitchens and, and high-speed Wi-Fi. Anyway, last year, the British government was spending £7 million per day to house migrants, many of whom arrived crossing the English Channel. Contravention of British law. Anyway, it's a terrible thing. It's bad news. Terrible. Inhumane. Get it fixed right away. Post-haste. Come on. It's hilarious. Unbelievable. Okay, is there any serious news out there today? Something I'm looking. I'm, I'm seeing. I, see, I got stuff. What do I got? I got this right here. What is this? This is uh, some good news. Disney crowds shockingly low amid conservative backlash. Walt Disney crowd sizes over the 4th of July weekend were shockingly thin. According to the tracking data provider, Touring Plans, they're the ones that sit out front with the little clickers, counting people going by which predicted that the low attendance trend seems poised to continue amid ongoing conservative backlash to what some describe as a woke agenda. <laughs> yes, I think you could describe it as such. 
Disney has been embroiled in legal and political fight with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, which triggered by the company's opposition to a bill that banned discussing sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Remember that old deal? Don't say gay. They they thought that's what this thing said. That's how they, they labeled the bill, these leftists. And it was simply banning sexual conversation with kindergarten through third grade. Hello? And they, you think who in their right mind would have a problem with this? Okay. We're talking kindergarten to third grade. Okay. They don't need to know anything. They're, they need to know where the playground is. That's all they need to know. Give me a ball, send me to the playground and teach me how to color in the lines. I mean, and the people on the left were throwing a fit. I mean, the whole, uh, throwing sand in the air because we can't discuss these sexual things with these kindergartners and begin the grooming process. Anyway, I digress. So the crowds are lower <laughs> and, and their movies aren't doing very good either. The uh, Sound of Freedom beat Indiana Jones like a drum in the opening weekend, and it's set to do like over $40 million now, I think, in, in sales. I still want to see that thing. Uh, sounds like a good movie. It's going to be a heavy movie, but it's going to be something you got to see. Some movies you just have to watch, you know, like Schindler's List. It's not a fun movie to watch. It is a it is a w extremely well-done movie. It's about the Holocaust, Schindler's List. You, you've probably seen it. I've seen it many, many times. It's Liam Neeson's best performance ever. And Steven Spielberg's one of his best films ever. It is it is a great depiction of the horrific stuff of the Holocaust. It's heavy. It is hard. And it's heartbreaking. And you will cry. But it's, it's one of those things you have to watch because you have to know what humanity is capable of. And it's just, it's just like that. So it's the same with The Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ heart-wrenching movie to think about what it might have been like for the Mashiach to being beaten and crucified and whipped and, and treated the way he was and mocked and so forth. And it's a, it's a, it's a picture of what it might've been like. And it's, it's heart-wrenching to watch, but you need to watch it. You need to watch it because you need to know. Okay. All right. What time is it? we got a long time. 20 minutes here. You want to get involved in the program? Give us a call. Give us a text on the Windy Chevy text line. The phone number is the same, 918-756-3646. The Powerball and, let's see, when was this? Per, is today the 12th? It is the 12th. So this is current. It says here the jackpot for the Powerball and Mega Millions games. Total one more, total more than $1 billion. <laughs> and they continue to grow. The estimated pot for tonight's Powerball stands at $725 mil. That's more than I'm making in the whole entire year. No one won Tuesday's Mega Million jackpot either. That's grown to 560 mil for Friday's drawing. I've got two tickets laying in there on the nightstand, and I am pretty confident that I'm going to win at least one of those. I'm I'm hoping for the 725 mil. I uh, I'm kind of expecting it. You know, me and the Lord have been talking about it a little bit. You know, hey God, hey Father, our Father, we've been. Uh, We've been discussing it and, and all the good <laughs> that I would do, you see. I mean, right? Wouldn't you? Uh, there's, a, there's a prayer. Remember the prayer of Jabez in the Bible, that book that came out? Father, bless me that I can be a blessing. I, I've been praying that lately, and that would be a great way to do it. All the people I could bless with that 700 mil, mostly myself, 
Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Marshila's texting in the Windy Chevy text line. says, Fayroy might have a report on the documentary that last night called The Agenda. It was at a Republican meeting. They, they showed that that uh, document. Fayroy was supposed to call in this morning with a report. Fayroy, if you're listening, we need you to, uh, to give us a report on that deal. All right? All right. Phone lines are open. And here's some more good news. Iowa party line vote bans abortion after six weeks. And the governor is eager to sign it. Yes, more good news happening. Thank you, Republicans, for saving lives. Passed a bill. Banning abortions after six weeks. Um, so that's great. Fantastic. Governor's going to sign it. Kim Reynolds called the sole purpose of the enacting of pro-life legislation. Yada, yada, yada. So that's good news. Great news. People on the left are going to be crying, screaming. I don't know if this is a true story here or not because it's in the Daily Mail uh, website, uh, but, you know, who knows? might be. It says, furious Trump (laughs) says Hunter Biden should have been executed over tax and gun charges and says plea deal offered to President's son shows there's two tiers of justice. Now, I agree with the last part of that statement. But did he really say that he should have been executed over these you know, gun charges and tax deals? I, I can't imagine that's what came out of his mouth. So I kept, kept reading and seeing if this was the case or not. Hunter Biden on June 20th struck a plea deal on two misdemeanor charges of federal income tax fraud and a separate deal related to a felony gun charge. And Donald Trump's not happy about this, evidently. Says here, on Tuesday night, he called for Hunter Biden to be executed for tax fraud and falsifying a gun permit. And if that's true, that's a, that's a little, I mean, can you just talk like that as a presidential candidate and just go, oh, well, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to execute. I just mean, you know. Hmm. Let's see. Um, that's what I'm reading. He's just, he's mad at the, um, the attorney over this deal and the thing and the thing, the sweetheart of a deal he got. The death penalty is not an option for tax fraud or gun charges, Mr. Former President. In case you didn't know. Um, let's see, what does it say? I thought there was a... So he, he said, Weiss is a coward, a smaller version of Bill Barr, this is Trump talking, who never had the courage to do what everyone knows should have been done, wrote Trump on social media platform, Truth Social, he gave out a traffic ticket instead of a death sentence. Okay, that's probably where they get this whole thing right there. So Hunter got a traffic ticket instead of a death sentence. So that's okay. Tongue in cheek is not necessarily literally saying he should have got been executed. But I think if you're either the president or running for the presidency, you're you're on that level. You should probably not use that kind of language. I think that's just not not helpful. And on the phone this morning, as promised, Faye Roy is back with us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hang on just a second. I got to turn this phone there. Oh well, let's all hold on on for Faye Roy to get his uh, ducks in a row here. Get all your ducks on the same page, well, I'm buddy. Gonna you, I'm gonna tell you something. That was a, a hell of a. The movie that we watched last night, my brain slowed this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to give you a very good report. 
some of the things that they talked about. And, and, and during that movie, there were some some names that come up. Uh, 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 oh, like president that we had. Barack Obama. Yeah, Obama. Mm. Uh, well, that's riveting, uh, riveting so far. Well, <laughs> wow. Uh, what did it say? Like, what was the gist of the whole uh, thing, man? What did it, what's it really, what's the summary? There were some, there's some people that have been in our government, or maybe that were even in college, like Obama, when, in the 60s, whenever all this stuff started, that uh, that have been nudging in this uh, communist mm. yeah. agenda. Right, this right. Yeah, that's the name it. of the movie, Agenda. Yeah, the agenda. So they're working in Marxism and uh, communism, right, into the educational system and into our governmental process? Or? Yes, trying to uh, convince the women that uh, that they're victims, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, everybody's a victim now. And that's, yeah, go uh, ahead. Homosexuality. Uh, the, the healthy family, you know, that, uh, that uh, people used to sit down and eat breakfast and at least they'd probably eat... Uh, uh, lunch or dinner, whatever you call it, at work or school, but at supper time, they'd sit down and talk. And that's that's uh, that's out now. They, you know, you, they, nobody sits and talks with people on their cell phones or whatever. Yeah, I knew that would come around somewhere in the conversation. Homosexuality has got to be a part of the of the conversation with Fayroy. Uh, so yeah, so they're breaking down the family. No, yeah, it is. It's breaking down the family, right? And and the government's going to come in and for the rescue. So you're right. Yeah, the, the the destruction of the family is a huge part of the problem that we have in our country. Absolutely, and it's done on purpose, like you said. And I think that's some of the welfare thing too. I don't know if that was in the in your movie or not, but some of that I think was to kind of break the families apart. And get we didn't need the fathers anymore. The government's going to step in and be dad and. Go ahead. Well, that was a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, the divorces, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It was fifty percent divorce rate. Yeah. And uh, and a high percentage of children born out of wedlock. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Karl Marx, you know. Uh, he he was uh, involved in uh, breaking down the Christian family. It, it's uh, it's stuff like people that are are probably in New York City sitting and listening and saying, "Well, what's uh, that's uh, you know it's, uh, that's just the way that the, the things have worked out." But it's been. Uh, Nudged into our brains, you know. I, you know, I'm a, I'm not giving you a very good report, but it, 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 everybody ought to uh, everybody ought to watch that because uh, 
it's easy to see whenever whenever you've got dates and times and mm. stuff like that that all this stuff is happening. Yeah. Okay, so it's called the agenda. Yeah. It's a documentary. I'm sure they can find it out there on all the all the places. It's worth watching. It's primarily communism, Marxism being sown into the seeds of America, yes? Yeah, I think yeah. that you could get it on your phone, grinding down America or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you giving us a report on that. Well, I wish I could do more for you. I, I slept like a... Every 10 or 15 minutes, I was waking up and getting up and walking around. I, 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 so it disturbed you. To talk it, it, it got you upset. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. Everybody ought to watch this, and, and they ought to do it with an open mind. I, I can uh, I can just see how, you know, because I, I know I've, I've talked to some of these kids that are in college, uh, and, and it it's just a BS. They don't believe it because they've been taught from the beginning the stuff that this movie we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, boy, I'm going to let you go. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't uh, quit apologizing. It's good. I appreciate it. You, uh, you ought to talk to my secretary. Okay. Get her on she the horn. give you a better rundown than me. I guarantee that. I wish you'd call in and, and give you a. Uh, <laughs> well, a, yeah. Well, Marshita texted in. Yeah, it's called The Agenda Grinding Down America by Curtis Bowers. If anybody wants to look that up, that'd be good something to watch right there. So thanks thanks for, for calling in, Fay Roy. Appreciate you, my friend. Okay, buddy. Sorry, couldn't be better. You did good. Uh, help to you. You but did everybody good. Everybody ought to watch it. Okay. Bye bye, buddy. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you, Pam. Oh, Pam's Pam's throwing down here on the old text line. Let's see what she's got here. She's writing a book. Uh, when Idaho legislator Curtis Bowers wrote a letter to the editor about the drastic changes in America's culture, I asked him, uh, it became the feature story on the evening news. People protested at the Capitol, and for weeks the local newspapers were filled with responses. He realized then he'd hit on a, he'd hit on something. Ask almost anyone and you'll hear communism is dead. The Berlin Wall came down. Though the word communism isn't used anymore, this film will show the ideas behind it are alive and well. Join Bowers for a fascinating look at people and groups have successfully targeted Americans' morality and freedom in their effort to grind America down. Okay. Socialism is, is the predicate of communism. No, no kidding. And the Bernie Sanders of the world are all about it. And the AOCs and all of that. So it is, it is absolutely, and I tell you that the worst, I mean, I don't know if it's the worst, but in our universities, trying to brainwash these, these young people. And you see them interviewed sometimes, you'll see these clips interviewing these college kids on campuses and they don't know anything like they don't know anything about the Holocaust. They don't know anything about American history. They don't know anything about current history. They don't know anything about any of our politics. They just are Marxist and anything goes. And we, we know, well, I, I, I was going to share this stupid story here. So here's, I don't know if this is, but okay. So you take this whole trans movement trend, which is just, Totally out of control. 
here's how some of these people think. All right, so here's a guy who considers himself a uh, a trans woman. Okay, so he's a man <laughs> biologically, and which means you're a man, but he pretends to be a woman, and he wants to get a a uterus transplant. He's he's hoping and begging for. Uh, the doctors to put in a uterus in his body. He says, then he will have all the gay sex necessary to get pregnant so that he can get an abortion. That's his goal. And it's, it's like these people are, you talk about twisted up satanic. I mean, can you even follow all that? Here's a guy wants to get a uterus transplant have all this gay sex so they can get pregnant and then have an abortion. Now it doesn't get any more satanic twisted up than that. That is absolutely jacked up. And some of these people think like that. It's like, you know, and some of these college kids are out there like, you know, anything goes, just whatever, let them be. That's it. That's such whatever they want to do. And stuff like that. It's like, no, we need to, we need to help our kids. I mean, and, and thank God, some kids are phenomenal, and they they're, they got their head on straight, and they're not swayed by some of this stuff in the in the colleges and the universities. It's not all bad, but my gosh, it is out there. It's out there, and this is out there too. Your refrigerator might be spying on you, and Senator Ted Cruz is is working against that. I mean, you think these politicians aren't doing something? By gosh, think again. That's right, Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz took to the Senate floor Tuesday to push for his bipartisan legislation mandating companies disclose whether household appliances are spying on you. That's right. He's going to require manufacturers of refrigerators, washers, dryers, dishwashers, and other household appliances that have microphones or cameras on. <laughs> so we all thought that was conspiracy. Like, is that really happening? We've been hearing about that for years. You know what I'm saying? Like your fridge is spying on you. He's watching you. Like, ah, really? My toaster? Spying on me? Yes. I mean, if a senator's going to the floor with this, he's got some information, right? Unbelievable. Why would, well, they want your info, man. They want to spy on you. They want to see you. They want to know what you, and I saw, I saw, uh, an ad for a, a you know video camera. I got video cameras on the outside of my house. I don't have any on the inside. And this was an ad I saw for a video camera on the inside of your house, and you can, you know, it'll it'll you can twist it and turn it and see it. You know, I was like, I don't think I want that because who God only knows who's going to be tapping into that system and spying on us in the house. You know what I'm saying? I might be walking through the scantily clad, and I don't need anybody else saying all that right there. I mean, I don't even like to see it, much less anybody else. Anyway, thank you, Ted, for working on legislation to uh, save Americans from being spied on by their appliances. All right. Whew. All right, boy, lots of news today. My goodness. What else is some of the headlines? Elon Musk is suing Mark Zuckerberg and uh, over the new thread thing that's a Twitter clone, basically. U.S. House proposes the bill to defund the WHO, the WEF, and the misinformation programs. That's good. The CDC altered Minnesota death certificates that list COVID vaccines as a cause of death. What? The CDC, the, the organization that's helping us with men chest feeding their infants, is 
altering death certificates that listed COVID vaccines as the cause of death. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Uh, let's see what else we got. Cocaine found at the White House premises two days after Hunter Biden's visit. <laughs> okay, we know about that deal right there. Uh, what else? Uh, recent court order ordered uh, revealed Pfizer, the FDA, in fact, checkers lied about graphene oxide being in COVID vaccines. God, what, what is this trash they're putting in these vaccines, man? I don't know. Uh, let's see what else we got. Some other stuff there. Um, yeah, so th- I guess this movie, this uh, the Sound of Freedom movie with Jim Caviezel, the mainstream press is, is somehow linking it to a QAnon stuff and, and conspiracy weirdness because it's beating the hell out of Disney's Indiana Jones, and they're trying to figure out a way to to smear it. I mean, you would think anybody would be for a movie that's exposing child trafficking. A true story. And would be all behind that. But no, <laughs> not the media. Oh, and then there's this. God, I had to round it out with this. Did we talk about this already? Uh, there's a dude that won a, 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 a beauty pageant down in the Netherlands. He's headed to Miss Universe. He's a guy. And you should see how ugly this dude is compared to the gal that he beat. The runner-up was just freaking smoking hot. And this guy beat her. <laughs> He's big old buck tooth, dude. I mean, good night. And he says, if you think this guy should go, then you need to take off your face diaper, put down the Ukrainian flag, turn off CNN, and seek help from your cult because this is uh, insanity right here. O to the M to the G. And look at the time. We're out of it. It's time to move on to the next program. When that's called Tradio, it's with Tricia. Trisha Bailey on Tradio. She's buying, trading, selling, giving us every way. You guys have a good Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to the Brewers Briefing. We'll do it again on Friday morning.